Welcome to the Time Blaster Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show. following podcast is scheduled for power with a 60 minute time limit and it is for castle grayskull introducing first from the reinvention of the fledgling big jim and the pressure of the ruthless yet booming action figure business hitting the shelves in 1982 and tv screens in 83 coming to you from eternia by way of mattel he-man and the masters of the universe and introducing next, weighing in with the stress of fatherhood and the fanfare of figures with actions, the masters of the Toyetic verse. By the power of toy casts, they have the power. Presenting the reigning and defending toy cast tag team champions at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. Okay, that's sounding pretty great, Dave. Appreciate wow. the, the, the juice. I appreciate that. Had to find it. You know, I'm A-L-I-V-E alive and kicking. I, know, I didn't realize He-Man was 40 years old, just like me. We were the same age, apparently. All right, but first, Joe, we know what time it is, right? It's review time. Let's hear it. So we got another five-star Frog Splash review, mm. and this comes from Five Alive. Five Alive. Five Alive, and he titles it, A Pleasant Surprise. As a supervillain, I was hoping this show would help me finish my experimental temporal taser, but it was so good that I stopped being evil and started collecting toys. Change is real, folks. Wow. Are we talking like Johnny Five Alive? That's, I, I guess. Took the words right out of my some, mouth. Some short circuit reference? I love but he's it. a villain. He's a supervillain. He used to be a villain. Well, I don't know, man. I appreciate that review for sure. And like we said, you know, we're going to pick a review each episode. We read yours, and we're going to definitely be sending something your way, so we definitely appreciate any and all reviews you guys leave for us. So make sure you contact us at Time Blaster Toys or The Retro KO on Instagram. Yeah, so guys, we're talking He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which I know is you know, a big part of all of our childhood. Yeah. And when I think back to being a kid, one of my first memories of having toys are these He-Man and Masters of the Universe figures, man. They're just like you look back at old pictures when you're a little kid, and they're just everywhere, right? Yeah, yes. They're on the floor. They're on the table. I know for myself. What about you guys? Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, is I can't even remember where they came from. Okay. So they, they had to have been hand-me-downs because I was way too young to be asking my mom for these when they first came out. See, I that was like my first love as a kid. I, I don't remember much of when you, you, I mean, you're three, you have like sure. no memories. Exactly. Your first three years. But everyone tells me like my older brother to this day will still buy me like he-man things for like christmas or a birthday like i had a i actually got he sent me a 
like a DVD package of the first season of the cartoon. Oh wow! A few years That's ago, cool. and I'm like, I have no interest in going back and watching this. I liked it when I was like yeah. two years old. So I had a lot of the toys as a kid, much like Joe. I don't know where they came from. I have no right. memories of them, but it was just. He-Man and Thundercats was what I watched as a little, little, little kid, and mm-hmm. I don't really have much memories of of them, but I know I had a lot of them, and I know I was a big fan, and, man, yeah. first love, really. Well, yeah, you know, I'm thinking the same thing, because I was trying to think back, like, okay, you know, I can I can picture having all of these figures, but, mm-hmm. you know, where did they come from? That You know, right. I know for a fact they did not come from a store. I was not buying these at a store, no. and it got me thinking and made me realize that when I was a little kid, you know, probably, like, six or seven years old almost all the toys i got i got from like yard sales yes but not just like lots of yard sales i'm talking like one specific yard sale like this there was a kid down the street he had to be like five years older than me and whenever he got out of something his toys went up for sale and i got them all that's how <laughs> right. i got all my ljns that's how i got all my he-man and masters of the universe figures so it's like back in the day man you you know all it takes is one yard sale, one kid. You could end up with a whole collection of something. Absolutely. Yeah, well, the interesting thing when I was, like, doing the research on these two is, is like, you know, because of the Star Wars boom, Mattel almost had the Star Wars line, but they passed on it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. they went with this line called Big Jim, and that was, like, the influence for these figures. As we know them today, they just made Big Jim a little bit smaller. He's, like, in between the He-Man and a G.I. Joe. That's what the original prototype was. It was yeah. a Big Jim figure. The Big Jim figure. So then, like, doing the research, it was like because of the Star Wars boom, Mattel's like, we need yeah. we need to get in the game of right. action figures. And they created He-Man. And then they were like, well, how do we market this? Star Wars has movies. And they created the cartoon off of it. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, you just had two figures that came out first, from what I understand. Well, you had the first wave of figures, which yeah. was eight figures. It's like kind of like a really iconic lineup of toys. And, you know, we're not just going to talk about Series 1. We're going to talk about all the, you know, a lot of the figures in this episode. But we could run down Series 1 real quick just because it's some of the most iconic figures that probably most people had. You know, so you had the, the hero side. You had the villain side. On the hero side, you got He-Man. Yes, sir. You got Man-at-Arms. You got Tila. Uh, Stratos. Stratos. Oh, I said Teal. Did you say Teal? No, you've okay. got the one character of the eight that isn't a hero or a villain. He's kind of in the middle. That's Zodak. Zodak. Remember Zodak? That's He's like a cosmic warrior. Not really good, not really bad, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. The Sorceress didn't have a... Well, Sorceress came later. later. She came later. She came later. You're thinking about the movie, Dave. You're getting <laughs> out of yourself. This is 1982 <laughs> we're talking right, about. Well, in 82, I thought the only two figures were He-Man and Skeletor. They came out before the cartoon, and I think everybody else came out after the cartoon. Well, all the figures came out at the same yeah, time. That the first original- Okay. Yeah, the original eight figures, they all came out at once. And, you know, super iconic figures that we all remember to this day. You know, a lot of them kind of share body parts, right? You know, yep. the torso is pretty, pretty commonly used throughout, at least through that first uh, eight figures. A lot of them had that same body type. But do just really awesome toys. And, you know, I had them all, like I was saying. But, I mean, how do you not talk about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe without talking about Skeletor and He-Man first, right? Yeah, right, exactly. absolutely. And I mean, they've made so many different variants of both those characters. But to me, my most favorite—you know—you just got to stick with the originals, the OGs, yep. straight up, regular old Skeletor, regular old He-Man. Yeah, and the Skeletor figure, like, real cool design. Definitely, it's, to use your guys' favorite word of toyetic, very right? toyetic. With like, he's you know, he's blue, but it's the skull that just draws you in. The guy just screams villain right when you see him. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um. I mean, just like Skeletor, 
he's transcended like He-Man in a sense. He's like a big part of pop culture with like memes and stuff now too. So it all comes from this design and the way he just he was a character of himself in the cartoon and then I mean just an awesome looking toy though, sticking to the toys. Like the purple and blue look. Kinda like what was it, the foot soldier had that purple and blue, which came years later, and you have to wonder if that was why they went with Shredder and Foot Shoulders as the color scheme because of the success of Skeletor. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, honestly, could totally be true, and you're not wrong when you say that Skeletor, like to this day, he almost does transcend He-Man and Masters of the Universe, whereas, you know, if you were to ask any young person nowadays what they knew of or thought of yeah. Masters of the Universe, they're going to think of Skeletor and <clears throat> some you know witty thing he said on the tv show yeah. look at all the memes online yes. now they're still using skeletor it's like oh there's a whole like yeah. million there's a like an instagram account with over a million right. followers and it's just like skeletor doing like like laying down and then there's like a meme a day right. catch you next time it. kitties it goes viral <laughs> and like something that happens in pop culture right. like the johnny depp trial had a skeleton they <laughs> used the skeletor meme with that like yeah. it's just it's it's he is he is uh, you know an icon and of course he man like i mean dude just just jacked yeah blonde dude i mean you had like conan the barbarian and he man like yeah. that was the reagan yeah. 80s right there they were yeah. tired of little three and three quarter inch skinny figures so they made a five and a half inch super jacked dude <laughs> yeah and man. we loved it yeah me and joe were watching the uh the netflix toys that made us on masters of the universe earlier today and the one thing that I remembered, uh, Roger Sweet, the guy that created He-Man, he said he did a biometric study, right? Right, yep. And he sculpted on the big gym figure you're talking about. He sculpted mass on this figure and made him big and jacked. And the study ended up uh, proving that if He-Man in his original form was an actual person that he would weigh 750 <laughs> oh pounds. Of all muscle. <laughs> Jeez. So... Yeah, I mean, with that idea, you know, like Joe was saying, three and three quarter, Kenner Star Wars, and yeah. a lot of action figure lines prior uh, to He-Man and Master of the Universe, you know, very small expressionless figures. Mm -hmm. Mattel comes in, they want to create a line that, one, they own, right? So they don't have to rely right. on content created by anyone else. They don't have to rely on a film. This is something they made, they created. And, yeah, the idea was let's make them bigger. Let's make yeah. them, you know, stronger more jacked they have actions they have expressions on their face and you know they stand the test of time like i was saying we all we all can close your eyes and you can picture these figures yeah. and, and what's funny is that he-man was essentially birthed to compete because they needed to compete with star wars right yeah mm -hmm. and then later on you have star wars figures that come out in the 90s that yeah. are inspired from he-man <laughs> yeah like it's it's crazy <clears throat> and like, the thing with the he-man figures too is the weapons yeah. the accessories like you know, Star Wars figures, guy come with one little dinky toy that's easily going to get lost. Yeah. But these He-Man toys are huge. Yeah. The true. accessories, I mean, are huge. Yeah, they're quite big. Yeah. So none of us have an earliest memory of, of He-Man toys. But what were, so we talked about the first eight quickly. Like, what else is your memory with Masters of the Universe toys? Like, like one thing that pops in my head is anytime you go to a dollar store to this day, you see, like, knockoff toys in the mold of these He-Man toys. <laughs> That's funny, right. yeah. It's true. Like these figures did spawn like how many different knockoff lines. Dude, so years many. and years, you know, the years of figures made. And what's funny is that nowadays some of those knockoff figures are worth more money than the figures they were knocking off. Yep. You know, there's so many different lines. Um, 
You know, they even had wrestling versions of these, which we all know. You know, mm. there's the Iron Sheik, there's the Hogan. Yeah. Hogan yeah. in the loincloth, <laughs> right. looking kind of like He-Man, but not quite. Yeah, I mean, they made so many. You know, there's companies who, you know, pro made, you know profited for years off these things. And with, the, with like a recent He-Man boom, right? So like, there's a new Masters of the Universe show that's just, what, a couple of years old on Netflix? There's a couple of them. Is yeah. there a couple different yeah, ones? Yeah, there's one aimed towards younger children and then the revelations more towards us is this new line of of toys coming out in the same mold and the same i know nothing about the new line of stuff but revelations how big are those figures are they like six inch or seven inch yeah they're, they're, they're pretty yeah, big yeah they're big they're, i mean there's there's three lines going right now yeah okay let's there's talk revelation, about it. well there's revelations which is you know like higher end adult collector, collector style figures so think you know marvel legends type of right. you know articulation and stuff like that and then, you know, there's the line, which I'm not even sure what that line's called. Is it just called He-Man? I'm not sure either. Yeah, but then there's the third line, which is, or you know, Master of the Universe Origins. Yeah. And that is based solely to appeal to men like us. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> yep. It You know, it's new, you know, it's new molds and it's new, you know, modern figures, but they're made to look right. exactly identical. To, with more, to with more um, articulation and stuff like that. Yeah, they're yeah. you know they're ma many series in on those on that line. Yeah, I'm pretty much all in on that line. Yeah, you're yeah. collecting. You've been collecting it since day since one. it started. I day mean, one, yep, all mitten box, man. Nothing open yet. Yeah. So who do you have? Oh my gosh, Dave! Everybody. <laughs> oh, oh well, I mean, like name some people. I don't know any of these characters. I, mean, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I don't even know what number figure they're on. I probably have thirty, forty figures. Oh wow! Plus Castle Grayskull, all the vehicles, Battle Cat. Yeah, it's it's insane. Okay, cool, cool. So this Castle Grayskull is it anything like the Castle Grayskull from the eighties? It's, it's similar. I think it's smaller. Well, what you're looking yeah, at, Dave, here that's a is that's that's vintage. Yeah. So that's Castle, that's original Castle Grayskull. This one we're looking at right now is missing some pieces, but right. just an awesome playset. Yeah, just an awesome, awesome playset. It could be used for Masters of the Universe, but this could be you know a base for really any action figure line that you had as a kid. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It just you know, awesome. Opens up, has all sorts of different you know features to it. It's got the working elevator, has the trap door. Got the turret at the top. I mean, it's got everything a kid would ever need to, you know, to spend hours playing with. I actually have a, a story with uh, with this Castle Gray Skull. Like, I don't, what is this thing called? Just like it's called Castle Gray Skull. It's Castle Gray Skull, but I mean, like, what playset? Playset. Okay, yeah, playset. Sure. Yep, it's a playset. <clears throat> so this thing sat. So you know, kids growing up, you grow out of him. You grow out of things. Yep. This was in my parents' garage for years. Just in the garage. There was like this big yellow like tub that we used to keep toys in. The footballs would go in there, the balls would go in there, but just random crap would be in there. Mm -hmm. And this Castle Gray Skull was in there, <laughs> amongst footballs, <laughs> just amongst a bunch of stuff. So I was probably twelve. So this would have been like nineteen ninety five. Okay, in the nineties, and I'm going through there, and I'm like, oh yeah, I love this thing. <laughs> so because of this big open mouth in the bottom, uh huh, I am like. I'm going to practice my hockey shot. Oh. <laughs> and Grace using Castle Grayskull as my shooter tutor, basically. Okay. And I had my little PVC pipe street hockey net that I would set up. And I'd, I'd you know, whether I put a chair up so I could, like, get, you know, different angles. But Castle Grayskull, I was trying to put, you know, the street hockey ball yeah. into the mouth of Castle Grayskull to improve my shot. Then I moved to street hockey pucks, which suck. They're nothing like an actual hockey puck. 
So then I used real hockey pucks. Oh, and Castle Grayskull got destroyed. Castle Grayskull. How many shots before it was destroyed? One. One puck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit it right in like right in like the black area where the eyes and the nose are. Oh, it was like man. boom, shot a little too high, and oh, it just no. went right through it. Plastic everywhere. Busted it up. I mean, you had to prove your accuracy shooting hey, on Grayskull. For right? real. The, the door in the, is not that big. You know, it, no. it's funny when they created this. Uh, you know, play set all the, you know, they spent all the time molding this, making it look as beautiful as, as it is. But if you were to take a He-Man figure and try to have it go through that door, it wouldn't technically fit. You right. know what I mean? Right. So it's not the, the entryway hole is not big at all. So yeah, to be shooting hockey pucks and balls at it. it it's, yeah, it was perfect. I mean, those three hockey balls, you miss most, but you get one out of four in there and you're like, okay, I'm doing pretty good. And the goal was to get two in a row. That's when I would stop. Oh, okay. I could get two in a row. It was like call it a day. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, twelve and whatever. And the the plastic mylar ball isn't gonna like damage it. It's just plastic on plastic violence. Right. But you get <laughs> you get six ounces of rubber flying at that thing at about forty one miles per hour. It's gonna do some damage. Man. Well, yeah. So you know, Masters of the Universe. There's so many different figures, and uh, I don't know, man. I'm just going to rattle off a couple names, and I want you guys to tell me what 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 are your thoughts of these figures, okay? All right, let's do it. Actually, I'm going to name, you know what, I'll name five. I'm going to name five of my favorite figures from the line. Okay, ready? Ready. So, Dave, do you remember the character, his name's Grizzlor? I do not know. Well, let me describe him. Okay, first of all, he's brown, right? Okay. He's he's furry. Oh, I think I had this figure. He's like a hairball. Yes, I had this figure. Yep, you know, he's got the legs and the arms like a normal He-Man figure, but his whole body is just fur. He's got this cool, like, yellow harness harness on. You know, he's got a green bow and arrow. Awesome, awesome. I just had a flashback memory to, I mean, I live in Riverview, and I've lived, well, my mom, parents moved to Riverview in, like, 1986, Maybe 87. I don't remember. I was three or four years. No, I was three, so it had to have been 86. Summer 86. I have very, 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 very few memories of like the house in Southgate that we lived in before. Mm-hmm. One of them is that figure you just talked about that I thought was a Thundercat toy. Oh, oh it's Grizzlor. And it was like Grizzler. outside, and there was like my dad had a weight bench outside with like a couple weights, and like he like didn't use, but for whatever reason, I used to stack like, used to like the way the weights were stacked, that figure. Always was like I used it to climb and jump on He Man. Nice. It's like the only memory I had. One of the few memories I have from that house. Yeah. Is playing with that figure in He Man outside. Yeah, Grizzler's an awesome figure. To this day, he's one of my favorites. You know, it's it's hard to find him in good shape nowadays because I mean he's a his body's literal like fur. Right. So so many of them have just you know They're succumbed. All matted They've and... succumbed to age, but. You know, you get your hands on a nice, clean, minty Grizzlor, no. and ooh, it, he's hard to beat. As a child, I had blackface Grizzlor. I did. God, I haven't even. The, the first time I had a blackface Grizzlor in my yeah. possession was what two months ago. Remember, oh, really? I got one in the yeah. store. I got one in the shop, and he sold real yeah, quick. Because the but... earliest thing I remember is I had the case as a child, right? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it was my cousin's, and it was full of probably eight or nine figures. And one of the figures in there was blackface Grizzlor. Wow, so you probably thought that's what he just looked that's like. That's what he looked years like, years. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It wasn't until much later that I realized there was another version. Yeah, the, yeah. the blackface one's pretty rare. I mean, the one I had, uh, I think he sold for like 150 bucks. It was yeah. pretty yes. steep, you know, just you know, because he's the variant. How was the fur? The fur was beautiful. Beautiful oh, fur. Oh, <laughs> you could run a comb through that fur. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could have. You could have <laughs> nestled your head on it. Took, took a little nap. <laughs> it was real nice. Yeah, I love Grizzler. He's in like my top three. Yeah, Grizzler is yep. one of my favorites. Uh, another 
Well, I don't know if these are my favorites, but these are like ones that just jump out at mine. Mm -hmm. You guys remember Stinkor? Stinkor, yes. Remember Stinkor? He's a skunk. Mm -hmm. That doesn't ring a bell. And his action is that he actually smelled. So yeah, this is I'm an action. <laughs> this is an action figure that literally smelled bad Weird, when, dude. when you opened. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, I never had this dude. Yeah, when you opened him, he, like he had a he had a musky, yes, musky, nasty stunk. smell to him. And he stunk for years, you long know, time. years. Long you could, time. you know, you could have your He-Man he figure stuffed away. Yeah. A couple years go by, early '90s, crack open the case, and Dude, you'd smell this guy. Is the did, did they say how they did it? Yeah, they had what those pellets. We we heard him talk about it today. So they had pellets, some kind of little capsule that they mixed into the plastic mm. when they molded the body of Stinkor. Ingenious stuff. Yeah. And has there been any figure in any other line since then that has come with a smell that lasts for years? Well, there's another Motu figure that has a smell. Remember Mossman? Mossman, yes. Mossman, yep. Moss the green furry guy. Yeah. Nice and like flocked. The, yeah, kind of like the pine tree that hangs from your uh, yes. rear view mirror. I forgot about Mossman, yes. Yeah, he had, a, he had a pine scent to him. And he, last, you know, again, another figure. Like his, his, He lasted for a long time. He had that stench. And he's another one that very rarely will you get in nice shape because just the way yeah. he was made, you know, he's always in rough, rough shape. Yeah, the flocking is peeling off and stuff. But, yeah, uh, another one that's uh, – this is probably one of my personal favorites of the line, which I absolutely had as a kid. Um, but he's, I've realized, you know, now that I've gotten older, he was a pretty rare figure, was Mosquito. Oh, Mosquito, yes. Mosquito. With the blood. The yeah. blood. Yeah. I can remember the chest. pump thing, yeah. yeah. the clear pump. Uh, I think I had that toy, yeah, too. And on yeah. the button, you hit his back, yeah. and blood would Yeah, but I had Mosquito, for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, I love that figure, man. Just a cool, cool feature. Cool weapon. Cool head. Awesome yeah. head. Yeah, great, great figure. But yeah, I don't know. Those are some that are jumping out at me. You got one, Joe. Who who are you thinking when you're Dude, you know what I'm gonna say. Number one, baby, <laughs> Scareglow. Oh. But that that was later in the line. But yeah, Scareglow was amazing. And he was a skeleton, like Skeletor, purple cape, but he glue in the dark. Oh. Amazing figure. Did, you didn't He's have, right down here. You didn't have Scareglow as a kid, right? Not as a kid, no. Yeah, no. This dude. is Scareglow right here. Mm-hmm. So I have a no, Scareclaw. Yes. Yeah, Scareclaw is a very uh, expensive figure nowadays. Oh, he's in the case. He's yeah. he's in the glass case. So what's Scareclaw loose out of package in oh. this case here, run? So, well, the Scareclaw that we have in the shop right now, he's in like excellent, excellent condition, Mint. right? So he stands Mint. with no problem. He's complete. Uh, very little, very little wear. Uh, realistically, no joke. This figure is going to sell between probably you know five, six hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's worth a lot of money. I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on this podcast or not. <laughs> but that was a Joe we will allow that one. Genuine reaction. $500 for a loose Heeman toy. Well, yes. he's, yeah, he's definitely, you know, yeah. one of, you know, outside of like rare variants or some of the stuff that came very, very late in the line that wasn't really released in America. Yep. He's one of the most valuable figures. And to get him in that, you know, as good a shape as the one we have. Yeah, man, that's just what he sells for. It's crazy. Yep. His cape alone will sell for hundreds of dollars. His uh, halberd, the thing he holds in his hand, that'll sell for hundreds of dollars Jeez. if it's loose. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's is nuts. It, is it the most expensive figure in the line? Well, I mean, there are other figures that are worth more, but that's when you start getting into different variants and you yeah. know things that weren't released in, you know, commercially in the United States. There's, there's a lot of He-Man stuff worth money, a lot of it, actually. So, Joe, who else did you have? You mentioned Scareglow or some of your others. Uh, I'm thinking one of my favorite characters is Hordak. 
um, you know, from She-Ra days. But yes. Hordak had an awesome figure, uh, black and gray with the big red uh, horde symbol on his chest. I just really dug that character. Yeah, Hordak's cool. There's actually a couple different versions of Hordak, which I never even realized uh, until you know a few years ago, Buzz saw Hordak. Buzz saw Hordak, yeah. Yeah, where he had an actual saw inside yep. his chest, a lever on his back. When you pulled it down, the thing shot yeah. out. I, you know, never had him as a kid. Um, but yeah, really cool figure, really cool design, right? With the yes. cape, with the cape built in, and yeah, the figure's awesome. Oh, quick glance reminds me of Juggernaut in a way. Oh maybe yeah, I can see Because of the that. helmet, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So you know, Masters of the Universe. When I was thinking about this podcast and it's like man what what can i bring to the table what can i talk about he-man related it got me thinking and honestly i realized like he-man and master of the universe is really one of the reasons why i'm here selling toys in this store now because for the longest time when i started selling toys from home i only sold wrestling figures for like right. probably like the first two years i just was honed in only yeah. sold only bought <clears throat> only sold wrestling figures and I did that for a while and was doing pretty good at it. And one day I went, uh, I found a lady selling an Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy on like Facebook Marketplace. So she lives in Taylor. I go to her house to buy this Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy. And when I'm there, she's like, oh, I found, you know, some other toys of my sons that I'm going to be getting rid of. Do you want, you want to, do you want those too? I'm like, ah, well, I'll take a look, right? Thinking like, oh, maybe there's wrestling figures in right. there. So she brings out a box of toys start looking through the toys and the first thing i grab is a tongue lasher figure <laughs> remember tongue lasher i do he's a he-man figure he's purple he's like a reptile he's got like a wheel on his back and when you pull it up he has a tongue that comes out i haven't thought about that figure in years right probably right. 20 years like i you know i wasn't not real big on motu at the time but i pull this figure out and i look at him like oh my god i remember this guy I start digging through the box I'm seeing all these toys I had as a kid that oh, I haven't man. thought about in forever. Um, you know, me and the lady, we make a deal. I take it home that day. I'm like, okay, well, let me start researching these Masters of the Universe figures. And in the box were also like some Kenner Ghostbuster figures. I'm like, oh, let me research these. This starts bringing back memories of like, oh my God, I remember having this toy. I right. remember this guy. I start doing research. I realized I had almost all of these He-Man figures and I remembered them all. And it got me interested in selling you know, more than wrestling figures. Wow. Yeah. So that point it was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll buy and sell all sorts of different toys. And now here we sit in the so store. So really, you of, have to thank He-Man for all of this. I have to thank Tongue Lasher. <laughs> Tongue Lasher. And that lady's and garage. You have to thank Taylor. that lady. <laughs> that lady was the inspiration wow. for all of this. Thank you, lady from Taylor. Yeah. Crazy. I, I totally forgot about it till I thought about Tongue Lasher. I'm like, oh my God, I remember that day, that fateful day. That is crazy. So yeah, you had um, we talked about mosquito or tongue lash. You said a wheel on thing. What were some other toy like T Man toys where they had like a unique oh I like, got one. gadget to them? My favorite vehicle as a child, the Dragon Walker. Oh, that thing was cool. I love the Dragon Walker. That thing's cool to this day. Man. How can we even describe the Dragon Walker? Dragon Walker's awesome. Yeah. So what? It was a dragon head, right? Yep. And you sat the dude on it, and it slid up, and then the back feet wrapped around to the front, right? Yeah. 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 It's nuts. It was a toy that it took like two D batteries or yeah, something you crazy. Just watch it as a kid. Like, how is this <laughs> thing walking right now? It just now. walks across yeah. the floor, man. Like he's like that flipping dog at KB Toys <laughs> Dude, that we talked about last week. Dog. <laughs> just walk across the floor. Yeah, He Man had so many cool vehicles. Yeah, you for know, sure. Dragon Walker was awesome, but 
you know, you had the Roton. Remember that? Love the you know, Roton. Just, you know, small, compact, cool vehicle. It was, you know, it was like a black circular vehicle with red fins around the ends. When you, you know, it had a wheel on the yeah. bottom. When you pushed it, the thing spun yeah, it was around. It's like a saw blade. Yeah, I had yeah. a couple, you know, blaster guns on top. It fit any character. You know, just so many cool things. You got Battle Cat. You got Panther. Like, you know, one of the most iconic. I to me, anyways, eighties action oh, figure. Absolutely. You know, like close your eyes and think eighties action figure. You're gonna picture Battle Cat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nobody forgets a giant green striped tiger <laughs> with armor and a helmet and a I mean, saddle yeah. yeah dude just awesome man I've, I've never seen anything have such such a revolution or maybe that's the wrong word but cringer was such a terrible terrible character <laughs> and once the power of gray skull gave them the power yeah battle cat was a badass dude, battle cat, so awesome yeah i mean the cartoon came out what a couple years after the figures had hit yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of uh, correlation between the two. But, you know, to me, my memories of He-Man and Masters of the Universe, they're not necessarily the they're the cartoon. It's no. more of the toys and, you know, what I thought of the characters, you know, the ideas I had in my own head yeah. of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, Battle Cat, awesome. Panther, equally awesome. Got, yep. the, got the flocked body. Yep. It's like felt. It's awesome. Fuzzy yeah. purple cat. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, the new origins, uh, Panther, the original, they what they made him not flocked at first. Uh, the one that you can buy at Target is not flocked, and then the Walmart exclusive is flocked. Yeah, he's got to be yeah. flocked, right? Yeah, he's flocked. An unflocked, An unflocked pant, it doesn't even look right. No, it's just even in purple, the box, it doesn't look right. It's a purple cat. Yeah, question Did She Ra follow the line and have a big boom with their own figures, or were that it's totally separate, like mold and style? Yeah, I don't know if it had a big boom. But. I mean, it definitely followed yeah. Masters of the Universe because Shira came out around like 1985. I want to say, yeah, maybe probably like, right. Yeah, maybe about three years after He Man and Masters of the Universe, and uh, you know, I can remember my sister getting into Shira figures, yeah. and I, I can like we were talking earlier. Like, yeah. Do you ever remember seeing you know Masters of the Universe in stores? No, I couldn't re- really remember a time, but I can remember seeing Shira figures in the store. Yeah, and my sister buying some, so they were there, and you know. Back in, back then, boys played with boys' toys and yes. girls played with girls' toys. So you know you weren't gonna really be caught playing with Shira toys. No. But you know nowadays I see these things and I think they're awesome, man. I dude, love. I love the Princess I, of Power, dude. I think they're so cool. She like, had if awesome I was collecting vintage Motu. I'd be I'd be buying Shira too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Are they in the same mold? Or are they totally separate type of toy? No, it's not the same it's, mold because it's, it's all similar, right? Bodies, yeah. But they're meant to exist. You know, together. It's you know, supposed to be like an action figure and a doll, like yeah. combined. Okay. She has rooted hair and. But they're to scale. Like yeah. you stick the Princess of Power figures by the Masters Universe, they yep. all fit. They all go together. Were they like? Were they modeled after Tila at all? No, not no, really. Because no. Tila was more like. Yeah, Tila was just of. her own thing. Yeah. yeah, no, not really. They're kind of their own thing. Like like Joe said, rooted hair on a plastic body. Yeah. Same articulation as Masters of Universe figure. Lots of cool accessories. You know, they also had their, you know, play sets and vehicles. She has an awesome play set. Yeah. You got Swift Wind that she's... Swift uh, Wind. <laughs> yes, Swift Wind. Crystal Moonbeam. I mean, I know, I know all the names of all these. Dude, yeah, I love those toys. Yeah. I only remember She-Ra because I had bed sheets that were He-Man and She-Ra oh, okay. for a long time as a kid. and So uh, they were both? Yeah, it was like all intertwined. I see. Like, oh, it was like He-Man and, and She-Ra, like... You had like the He-Man P 
people, like the Masters of the Universe crew and like their little area on the sheet. It was those old school eighties bed sheets where the yeah. characters are like every yeah. there's like two or three different like designs and it's just I'm picturing my WWF sheets. I know yeah. exactly what so you're you had like about. the he you had like the He Man um, and like all the heroes, and then you had Skeletor and all the villains in their little section, and you had like the She-Ra section on the same. Interesting, sheets. nice, and interesting that they like, put She-Ra and He-Man together. The only, the only, uh, the only like He-Man crew. It was like the originals. It was like He-Man, like Man of Arms, uh, Orko, Battle Cat, uh, Tila, and maybe probably maybe. Orko. Gotta it be Orko. Like it's his right hand man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, probably. And I just Orko, can't picture Orko. Orko was a cool figure, yeah. too. Okay, well, what did he look like? I thought oh, I had him. He's but. a little wizard, man. He's, he yeah, he's a little wizard. He's got a red cloak for his body. Can't really see his... Yeah. He's got a big, giant wizard red hat. hat. Yeah. Okay. And the Orko figure, um, you know, he had a ripcord, so you put uh-huh. the ripcord in there, pull figure. it, and then he would, like, kind of yeah. you know, scatter across the floor. Yeah, he was on the sheets as well. Very cool. Yeah, Orko's the man, dude. He can't. He man had to have Orko. It's like his right hand man. Right. That's where the movie dropped the ball because they didn't have Orko in it. I know. We're watching scenes from it earlier today, and I, I'm like, man, I, I can remember, if it came out in '87, right? Which we determined that it yes, did. Yes, yes, it, it did. means I was five years old, and yep. I do remember going to the theater to see this movie. I remember it, and uh, being so hyped, like, oh my, this is like probably the first. Realistically, it's probably like the first movie I ever wanted to see. Yeah. Same. Yep. And just going there and just being like, what in the hell is going on here? Like, <laughs> Who is Gwildor? Yeah, I love who it. Who is this hey. guy? Where are the people I know? Why don't these guys look anything like what I know them to look like? You know, like films just like devoid of color and the characters. It's <laughs> like, man, what? What? I don't, I don't get it. Who are they trying to appeal to? I, not me. <laughs> I loved it as a four-year-old. I love you it did? as an adult. Wow. I mean, like I said, I was just He-Man crazy, and uh, it was first love, man. And then uh, Gwildor was cool. And then you had, uh, you know, Skeletor, like Frank Langella. That was the best part incredible of Incredible performance. Yes. I'll give it that. Evil Lynn, Meg Foster, incredible performance. <laughs> you know, This is like, what you were thinking when you were four years old? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Showboat and Riverview is where I saw that as a kid. So yeah, it's probably the first movie I saw in theaters. Why is why it holds, holds yeah. such a near and dear place in my heart? You know, Courtney Cox's debut. You know, is it her film debut? It's her film I debut. I think she is. was in a Springsteen video before yeah. she was dancing with Bruce on the yep. stage. Yeah, dancing in the dark, probably. But I mean, he man, look at what it brought us. It brought us Courtney Cox. Okay. If anything, <laughs> okay, take it, that it, for what it will. It brought us a couple figures too in the line. Cougar Town, I mean, that's your movie. show, right? <laughs> Cougar Town. <laughs> I haven't thought about that show in a long time. Yeah, no, it did bring a few figures. There are not few many, figures. but a few. There are a few figures in the vintage line that yeah. are based on characters from the movie, like Wildor. Yeah, um, yeah. You got Blade. Right? Blade, yes, Blade. Blade, Blade kinda, was sweet. Yeah. This figure's pretty cool for for what he is. Yeah. Sweet. Um, is that it? What a- I'm thinking. That can't be it, right? Well, did they more? like? Did they do any figures like re-release, like or like repaint job, like a no, Beastman ne- or no? And they never Man made arms. a film accurate Skeletor or He Man themselves uh-huh. until what years and years later, where um, the Motu Classics, the right? Classics I think line. the last wave of that line, they made the, uh, you know, they made the He Man and the Skeletor, the Dolph Lundgren version of He Man that, yeah. that you love so much. <laughs> what a He Man! He was pretty good as He-Man. I'll give it to him. Who else would you have cast? At that time? I don't know. I mean, you can't get Arnold. He's Conan. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Lundgren. Yeah, yeah maybe. Lundgren, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have cast a young Hulk Hogan. 
Yeah. Have him shave the mustache. Yeah. Throw a wig on his head. Yeah, you have to wear a uh, little piece or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if that went into like, you know, the marketing of Hogan as well. Like the success of He Man, try to market him a little bit. I mean, I know he's not yeah. in the yellow, but like the blonde haired muscle guy, like, hey, this appeals to a mass group of people. Yeah. Blonde haired muscle guy. To, to young yes. adolescent boys, man. Yeah, yeah we love Hulk Hogan. Big Jacked brother, and yeah, it's like 82, 80, 82 was the toys, 83 was the TV show, right? I believe so, yeah. And so, like, 83 is when Hogan beat Shiki. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something to that, right? Oh, man, Hogan had the power, huh? Dude. He got it, <laughs> he had the arms for it, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, so I mean, we've talked about some different figures, you know, with Masters of the Universe, there's just so many characters, you know, honestly, it will, will be best served to come back and talk about more of them at a later time you know we didn't talk about faker we didn't talk about spike oh, or yeah. there's so many so got, many a few minutes if you yeah, want to talk about these couple guys but there's just so many cool characters that came out you know over that run what so you got 82 to about 86 yeah they maybe early 87 just a four or five year run but they made a lot of different figures over that span of time and just so many iconic ones so, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot. We've already kind of talked to your, the favorites early on. Mm -hmm. um, you guys dropped those. Uh, do you guys have any? I mean, I shared a couple stories with non-toy-related things, but do you have any specific stories revolving the toys that you can remember? I just remember playing with them a lot. And right. after, you know, having them, obviously, you know, when I was a kid playing with toys, it was basically wrestling with them, right? You know, yeah. you just had, yep. you know, your Motu Wrestling Federation. I just remember taking the carrying case to my grandma's house and playing with the toys. Yeah. That's really about it. But yeah, you know, just, you know, at a time when, you know, Hasbro's weren't out yet. So you had LJNs yep. to, to, you know, wrestle with and beat around. He-Man dudes fit in pretty good. They had some nice articulation. You could do some stuff. Yes. You know, you get too bad out there and he could he could <laughs> cone a crush some skulls. He could, you know, this is the guy he has two heads. Remember Not this bad. figure? Yes. One body, two heads, two hands. Yep. And when you pulled his arms back, he'd he'd almost like punch himself in the face. Cool figure. Very so cool. cool. You know, there's nothing like that nowadays, right? There's right. No, nothing like that. It's sad. Why do you think that is? Uh, that this design Mattel went all in with these toys, came up with so many different creative actions for mm -hmm. the toys where do you think it it why do you think they diverted from that or just toys in general have diverted from it i mean there was a lot of wild action figures made in the 90s too so we're not you know i'm not suggesting it stopped here with motu you got turtles and you know you could think of we could rattle off 20 action figure lines from the 90s that were yeah. far out there and awesome but yeah i don't i mean nowadays it's just <laughs> I don't know, man. Honestly, no. There's not going to be any brand new toy line coming out like the guys in '82 with Mattel. Roll the dice, come up with this concept, make these toys, and hope that it works. Like that doesn't exist nowadays. No, it's not right. going to. It's, it's all not going to. It's not going to happen. There's just no one's taking a chance on anything new, and you know, there's no toy store that would stock these unproven toys either. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Target has one aisle of action figures. Walmart has one barren yeah. aisle of action right. figures. Because there is no toy store anymore. Yeah, and they're just littered with, you know, reproductions of all the things we yeah. grew up on. Um, so, yeah, it's sad. There's no, there's, you know, there's no new ideas like this happening nowadays in the toy aisle at all. Right. So you guys both have young males Boy, young boys, yep. mm -hmm. strapping lads. Are they is, like? Is there anything new? No, no new toy series or no new like series out there that's appealing to them? 
That would be like He-Man to us. I mean, oh man, like He-Man to us. I mean, like He-Man. What's appealing to my son is He-Man. Right. Right. <laughs> he comes in the store now, and um, you know, the the super beat Motu figures, the ones that you know I don't have accessories for. Or, you know, I'll throw them in the three for ten dig bin. You know, guy comes in, buys them for his kid, plays with them. I'm happy. So you know, the other day we redid that area, so we had. We separated wrestling figures from non-wrestling yeah. figures. So the non-wrestlers are in their own bin, and you can really finally kind of see them for what they are. And my son, he's in there looking, and he starts grabbing, you know, he grabs like 10 He-Man figures. He's like, can I take these? I want these. Take them home. I'm like, of course. <laughs> and since then, every time we get a He-Man figure in the store, he asks if he can have it. He probably has 25 of them at home, and he wants to play with them just like we played That's with That's awesome. Yeah, so it's like transcends man you see this buff dude in a loincloth and all these wild <laughs> buzz off a bee guy and ram man and all these different yeah. characters yeah it'll strike the imagination of a kid for sure well that's awesome um how about any of you folks out there we'd love to hear your stories and your thoughts on the he-man toys the masters of the universe i know keith kept saying motu yeah Mo um, that's what that stands for <laughs> took me a minute to figure out i'm sure all of you did as well but i was like what the hell is motu Oh, Masters of the Universe. Right. Um, a little acronym. Much easier. Much yeah. easier to say. It's a mouthful. Masters of the Universe. God, we'd be here forever if we had to say that every time. A- absolutely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, um, yeah, we'd love to hear your stories. Feel free to share um, those with us. I mean, we always look forward to anybody's, everybody else's stories. And uh, before we wrap up He-Man and the Masters of the Universe here, any final thoughts on you, Joe? Uh, no, just that. I mean, Motu, such a important toy line to action figure history god i just yeah i love it and i still love it today i'm still buying motu today so i mean that's got to mean something right yeah you said you have what 40 of the origin i probably have more than that but you know in case my wife listens i'm just you know we're just gonna (laughs) get low he's got 24 yeah (laughs) I, I, i got plenty yeah I love it. Yeah, that's the coolest part about the origins. I mean, the figures are awesome, but I love the packaging, right? Oh, yeah, it's so reminiscent. It's a throwback. Well, yeah, you know, when, you know, you'll scroll through Instagram and you'll see like a wall of the origins figures and it looks like Toys R Us in the yep. 85. You're like, yep. man, that's so cool. And, you know, it's a it's a way for – it's an affordable way to collect. Absolutely. You know, because if you were trying to buy all these things, vintage, especially carded, yeah, there's no way, man. No. You have to be rich to do that. Couldn't so. Do yeah, so Origins is awesome, and He-Man's timeless, and you know I feel like every what ten, fifteen years there's a revival. Yeah, and right now we're in one, and that's not to say you know who knows maybe ten years from now there will be another revival, and it'll be more uh, than like two thousand X will get a revival for all. Oh we yeah, know. let's you know, do those it. Those kids will grow up and want. <laughs> it's want generational. Yeah, it's every generation's got to have a new He-Man right. at this point. Well, you know what? As a guy that I'm pretty sure was inspired by He-Man. I'm talking Golden Axe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Golden Axe definitely has the He-Man vibes. And speaking but, of Golden Axe. Golden Axe was a game I played a lot. Yeah. On a very particular gaming system. What? 16 bits, <laughs> four letters, S-E-G-A, Sega Genesis. That's what's coming up next, right, guys? Yes. I know we, I, we all grew up with sega genesis like we had the nintendo episode we did our best i did my best but my formative years of gaming was on a sega genesis and uh yeah i'm ready to talk about all of it 
that 60 minute time limit might be getting pushed when we talk. <laughs> oh, Sega. it might. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be a mini series, I believe. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Sega Genesis is next. We're pumped to talk about it. And yeah, you know, like uh, we said earlier, you guys interested in hearing any topics, let us know. Leave a comment, leave a review. And uh, yeah, we appreciate the feedback. Sega does what Nintendo don't. <laughs>